0: Emergency podcast live from Fancy Farm, Kentucky. The speeches are over. The analysis with the Flyover Country crew starts
1: now. Attention passengers. We ask that you please fasten your seatbelts at this time and secure all baggage underneath your seat or in the overhead
2: compartments. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is prepared for takeoff.
0: Oh my goodness gracious. Fancy Farm 143. That was a hot books. one. Holy moly. Scott Jennings is here. Kevin Grout is here. Sean Southern is here and just about everybody who's anybody in the Kentucky political universe is here. several members of the national media are here. It is an incredible day in far western Kentucky Sean you were right in front of the stage for most of it just initial reaction to fancy farm 143
3: it is election season in kentucky and can you hear it in my voice <laughs> i'm telling you i mean we are a bit, we've been up there screaming and hollering for our people all morning all afternoon long oh. and i'll tell you what the people are excited i just
0: i just saw sean one of the signs uh, that was held up during the speech yes. is it was a picture of andy Bashir and anthony fauci and at the bottom it said non-essential workers <laughs> yep yep, <laughs> give, that's you a little, it. give you a little flavor for uh, what it was this like is, down here this is what
2: it's supposed to be like in fancy farm it is hot it is sticky it was packed in there a lot of enthusiastic supporters on both sides of the aisle and the speeches
0: couldn't be better. I got to tell you, I was really impressed with several of the speakers today. The zingers were excellent. We had a few characters and some good signs, but I have to say, it Sean, on, on the Republican side of the ball, it really seemed to me that the campaigns put a lot of effort into getting the message calibrated just right.
3: Well, I can tell you that they did. Uh, <laughs> How <laughs> they would s- you know? <laughs> <laughs> they certainly did. Uh, I saw it uh, firsthand, but of course, of course, you could, if you looked at that stage today. You can tell that there's a stark contrast that the Republicans were trying to make between them and the Democrats. Uh, every speech uh, presented a united front. Every speech hit Andy Bashir, and every speech was on fire.
0: This is one of, Kevin, this is one of the biggest crowds. I've been coming down here. My first Fancy Farm as an operative was in the year 2000. Wow. Bush Gore. Oh, yeah. And when we had the uh, Gore Bucks uh, uh, coffee stand and the... Uh, the uh, temp, the monks that were doing the door, (laughs) under anyway, but that was a long time ago. But I have to say, lots of fancy farms, been on the stage a few times, and been to a lot of them huge crowd today and man was it rowdy and
2: loud up there oh yeah and and republicans like sean said all were here with the same message about moving kentucky forward they're upset with how Bashir uh, has run the state they're upset with how biden is running the state there's a lot of discontentment out there about the way things are and these republican candidates they're going to change that
0: and now, that's the message they delivered and they delivered it really well now also with us at the microphone Somebody you, you don't hear from very often, but is is if, in the background making everything happen down here. Somebody at Fancy that we Farm. used to know, you could say. Kaylee Price is here, senior. If only that
1: were a Taylor Swift reference. Uh, be
0: senior Vice President at Run Switch and Hello, Kaylee
1: Fancy Farm. Yes, Kaylee manages
0: the Run Switch Fancy Farm official media filing center. We parked this bus back behind the stage, and all the journalists from all over use the bus to uh, cool off, write their stories, file their stuff. We provide Wi-Fi to our out-of-town visitors. Kaylee, give me a a perspective on just the the volume of journalists here because we had a
1: ton of media. Yeah, not only has this been just an electric crowd from the people who came out to cheer on their candidates. I've been coming since 2006 during college, and it's always a blast. But this year was just extra special and extra energetic. But also, it's the first time in eight years, 10 years that we've had several members of the national media here folks are watching eye on kentucky looking to see what daniel cameron can do here see how that race goes there's there's been a lot of extra media here they're excited they're having fun there's this big race kentucky media's having fun there's a big race to cover It's just across-the-board electric. Our our
2: very own Scott Jennings' uh, media personality was here. He did a a, uh, CNN hit from this very table where we're recording our podcast.
0: We absolutely did. Uh, About an hour before the speaking started, we were on with Frederica Whitfield, and as we were doing it, quite a few partisans of both parties gathered behind me
1: People love and, any chance at this at Fancy oh. Farm. It's all like, can I get my sign on? Can I get my message across? And yeah. they are on it today.
0: Yeah, Fred was like, are you, are you running for office? What are you doing? <laughs> and I said, no, I'm not, but everybody else here well, is, and, else uh, is. And we did have a lot of candidates. In fact, in terms of like statewide political people, the only person who wasn't here was Rand Paul. But every other candidate for statewide office in both parties and current office holders we're all here across the board. And I think uh, one of the speakers actually made mention, that's what makes Fancy Farm very special. Special. When everybody participates, both parties participate. You had boisterous crowd on the Democrat side, a boisterous crowd on the Republican side, and everybody participated. The church here, St. Jerome, uh, is gonna have a huge day. Uh, at the bingo tables and at the cakewalks and at the carnival games. And I don't know how much barbecue they sold today, but I'm sure it was a metric crap tone. Thousands I mean, of by pounds. By the pound
1: started before 10 a.m., so they've been going all day.
0: Well, let's get started on some analysis of some of the speeches. The main event today, the governor's office. We have the incumbent Andy Bashir versus his Republican challenger, Daniel J. Cameron.
4: For Kentucky values, is worth a thousand words and there it is but when it comes to that photo three words
1: will do the job andy you're fired (laughs) and the crowd erupts
3: crowd goes wild that that
0: was an amazing moment and so sean uh, paint the picture for us under the pavilion there
3: so people were people were scattered there crowded packed in there under the pavilion and as as daniel cameron pointed out and said and there it is (laughs) Some oh. Republicans held up this sign, this poster, of the Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence with oh. Andy Bashir, who he proudly said he would take a photo with again. They and,
0: were they were quite the star of the show today. Yeah, they, they were. Several they mentions sure were. from the stage. I, if almost you every
3: Republican mentioned them, I believe. If you
0: haven't yeah. seen this photo, I encourage you to Google it, because not only did he take it... But he said he would take it again. Yeah, <laughs> and uh, and it certainly made its mark on Fancy Farm yeah. today.
2: We talked last week with uh, Stephen Elder about watching on KET, watching on TV. You usually can't hear the crowd. We just played you a clip of that, and you could hear the crowd.
0: They were, they they love that line. Daniel hit so many great uh, one-liners, zingers, whatever you want to call. It. I mean, in, in his timing, it, when you're up there and it's so loud, it's like it's it gets in your head, and it's hard to nail the timing. But I have to say, I thought Daniel really nailed the timing today. He is really, really, every year I think he gets better and better in the Fancy Farm format. It's like it was made for him. What else we got, Kevin? Oh, go ahead, Kaylee.
1: I I think he was having fun up there, too. I think I was talking to somebody off to the edge, a, a younger person, who this was their first Fancy Farm, and she said... I don't follow politics that much because it upsets me so much and I get so mad when they lie. But I had to just get out there and I was just yelling at him <laughs> because he was just lying. And I was so glad that Daniel was calling him out on it. And it, I mean, people were fired up about this.
0: Come tonight. over here. The Speaker right. of the United. Of the, I'm going of the, <laughs> not the United. Not the promotion. Not yet. The, Goodbye, speaker of the, Fancy K- Farm. the Speaker of the Kentucky House of Representatives, <laughs> David Osborne of Prospect, Kentucky, has stopped by the flyover podcasting table speaker osborne welcome to the flyover country podcast what were your impressions today
5: great to be here thank you scott yeah. it was uh, it, it was interesting to see democrats on the stage again i gotta tell you yeah after, <laughs> after the last several years uh, where the the best they could rally was was coleman Elbert, Elbridge, <laughs> it's uh, it was good to see a little spirited debate out there so it, was. it was it was a fun environment
0: boisterous crowd big crowd give me your just uh, initial gut reaction to the cameron versus Bashir debate today
5: well, I think that, uh, that Daniel did an outstanding job, as he always does, of pointing out the, uh, um, the, the absurdity of, of Andy Bashir running around the state taking credit for, uh, for work that he has opposed.
0: It, it's, it's interesting. A big theme today from several speakers was all the stuff that Andy Bashir has vetoed. You, know, you lead the Republicans and you lead the entire Kentucky House. But obviously, Republicans have passed a ton of stuff, Bashir vetoes it. You guys then override the vetoes, and then he runs around in his campaign claiming credit for it. It is kind of infuriating for the average conservative House member, no? You
5: know, it it is. On on some level, it's a little gratifying because we always wonder if we're doing really good work. (laughs) And and, and when our opponents realize that they are so desperate that they have no choice but to take credit for our stuff, uh, then I I feel good about the work that we have done. But, but, But the absurdity of him running around. You know trying to take credit for tax cuts he can't run from the fact that he that that his veto message criticized it he can't take credit for uh, for budget surpluses when he when he can't run from his his words in the veto message I, his his vetoes have have to stand for themselves uh, you, and, uh, and I think that they will you served
0: in the legislature with Robbie Mills who Daniel Cameron has chosen for his running mate uh, Robbie was a big topic of conversation for Shear and Jacqueline Coleman today, which I assume means they are afraid of Robbie Mills because of how effective he's been in Frankfurt. I think it was an inspired choice because this
5: guy knows how to pass a bill. He really has been a really effective legislator from the day he walked into the chamber. Um, we, we recruited him to run uh, several years ago. He spent a, a term in the House. We hated the losing to the Senate, but but he's been a brilliant senator since he's been over there uh, chairing the state and local government committee. Uh, a very, very effective legislator, does know how to work with the legislature, and uh, and I think will be a, an outstanding um, uh, addition to the ticket. Sean, and go ahead. Fancy
3: Farm is a challenging speaking environment, uh, and this was Robbie's first time speaking here today. And uh, speaker, you you did a little speaking here yourself. Kind of talk what it's like to be up there on the podium behind behind uh, all those people yelling and hooting and hollering at you.
5: You know, it's the most. It, it really is the most unique and uh, one of the most difficult uh, speeches I've ever had to deliver uh, because it's so unnatural. Yeah. You know, it, it, as we. As we we get more comfortable speaking, as we as we do more speaking, it, it, it's very natural that we want to interact with the crowd. And the last thing in the world you want to do on that stage is is get distracted uh, by uh, by a hostile crowd. So uh, I thought Robbie did a great job for his first uh, time on stage. Uh, I thought all of our candidates did a great right job. Marquette Metcalf uh, delivered a very uh, passionate speech. Jonathan Schell did a great job. Uh, from top to bottom, I thought they all did a great jobs.
0: Yeah, I was uh, also impressed today with Mitch McConnell. Uh, obviously, he's been in the news lately and he came to the Graves County Republican breakfast this morning to a standing ovation. He gave a great speech this morning. He comes on the stage and he made uh, mention of how many fancy farms and said, this won't be my last. I know a lot of national reporters were down here uh, kind of watching uh, Senator McConnell. What were your observations of the Republican leader?
5: Well, certainly it was it was outstanding to see the leader come in this morning at that breakfast. That was uh, that was a very special moment, uh, and to see the way the crowd received him, I, I think was, uh, was was I hope inspirational to him. Uh, I think you know, I, oftentimes we get caught in bubbles in, in politics, and we, we we only hear things that that are going on around us, and we don't really know uh, how we're being received. But for him to come in, and get that type of reception, I, I think it was fantastic. I hope the national media does take that back and and show the country uh, that uh, that Mitch McConnell is still Kentucky's favorite son.
0: Uh, Handicap the race for governor for us right now. Uh, Fancy Farms, the traditional sort of kickoff. We've had, bashir has been on the air all summer. The Republican apparatus has been on the air. There's been some new ads go up this week about Andy Bashir's pardon of violent criminals who then committed other crimes. The Cameron campaign uh, is going up this week uh, after Fancy Farm with their first ad. It's a positive ad about Daniel. Uh, kind of, if we consider this to be the starting gun, although with some preliminary work that's been done, how do you handicap the race today?
5: You know, it's tough. Uh, it's going to be a very competitive race, much more so than a than a, a, a race uh, in Kentucky should be at this point. But uh, for for whatever reasons uh, that we won't rehash, you know, Andy Beshear managed to get reelected four years uh, ago, and uh, and has turned himself into somewhat of a likable figure. Um, we have. We have, uh, I think we've done. I, I continue to hear uh, people talk about about Andy Bashir and, and how he hasn't necessarily been horrible, uh, and which is a little bit gratifying too, because uh, the reason he hadn't been horrible is because the legislature's done such a good job of stopping everything that he's really tried to do uh, and running dead over top of him with, with good policy. Uh, so I, I think that he is he is a likable figure for whatever reason. He is uh, he's a, a popular. Uh, figure, has high favorability rates. Uh, but at the end of the day, Kentucky is a Republican state. Rep- Kentuckians want to vote for Republican. I think at the end of the day, it's going to be a close race, but I think that Daniel will win because uh, he is uh, he is clearly the person that has the vision of Kentucky.
0: I thought Daniel's riff today uh, on TV Andy versus Frankfurt Andy uh, and what the people, what he, you know, he tells the people what they want to hear and what they see. Uh, what, oh, do we, we have got, we got the clip. Yeah, let's hear the clip, uh, Speaker Osborne. She wants you to believe.
4: Biden. But when the cameras aren't rolling and he thinks you aren't watching, that's when Frankfurt Andy, the real Andy Bashir, rears his head. He vetoes tax cuts. He fights for the Biden agenda. He demands that boys play in girls' sports. He protects transgender surgeries for kids. I've been watching Frankfurt Andy up close for nearly four years, and I have just one question. Governor, are you auditioning for a job with Bud Light's marketing
2: team?
0: You got, you got to love the great Bud Light joke
2: today, Kevin. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, there, there are a few of them, I think. Uh, and, and it really gets back to Kentuckians are here to talk about their values. They want people in leadership who think about the world the same way that, way that they do. And I think you heard that a lot from the stage, people making it clear that the Republicans agree
0: with the majority of Kentucky values and the Democrats do but, but you have to work with them up close. And, and what Bashir tries to portray publicly about being you know he, he essentially is doing what joe biden did which is i'm a moderate you don't have to worry about me being a, a crazy but but you have seen it up close is daniel cameron right is andy Bashir just a died in the wool liberal in frankfurt when he thinks nobody's really paying attention
5: you know the fact of the matter is we don't know Uh, quite frankly, because he's done such a poor job of communicating with the legislature. We've never seen a legislative package. The few things that he's toted out, we've killed pretty quickly. Uh, But but the fact of the matter is, is, uh, he's been so disengaged in the legislative process that that we really don't know. But but we do know that the, the people of Kentucky, I think one of the reasons that he has a high popularity rating at this point in time, is the people of Kentucky want good policy. And we have passed good policy over the last four years. Actually, over the last seven years, we passed a lot of good policy that the vast majority of people in Kentucky support and want. And most people just know that those those uh, that legislation's been delivered. They know that those policies have been delivered. And and when you have the absurdity of, of the governor who has fought every single one of those things, he spent four years as attorney general uh, attorney general. Suing us over every good policy right. passed. Spent four years as as governor vetoing every good policy we passed, and now he's trying to say that he's he's for those things. It kind of reminds me a little bit of the uh, the old uh, John Kerry. Uh, yeah, I was, uh, I, was so uh, I was for it, it before it, I was it, against it. it. In this case, he was against it before yeah. he was for it. So,
0: <laughs> That's uh, exactly right. Exactly right. Well, Speaker Osborne, thanks for stopping by. Absolutely, enjoyed having you on. You did it. By the way, it was mentioned earlier. You did an amazing job as MC. Yeah. Was it last year or two it years ago? It was year. last it year. Was, it was
5: a lot of fun. You I did a great it.
0: job, and uh, and I know it's not an easy job, but well done last year. Well done on running the Kentucky House. You guys are delivering for the people of Kentucky. You're my state representative. And I have considered voting for you in the past. <laughs> I may vote for you in the future. <laughs> it makes it a little harder to ignore you. I'm not going to lie. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks a lot, David Osborne, Speaker of the House from Prospect, Kentucky. And oh, oh, coming off the stage, we got Jonathan Shell, candidate for Agriculture Commissioner. I see Daniel Cameron. Shell, yeah, yeah, Shell, yeah, toughest Shell. Jonathan Shell, pop in here for for two seconds. Oh, first, can we play a clip of Jonathan? Do we have a clip of? Oh yeah. Do we have a clip of Jonathan? There's McKenzie. Hey.
6: All right. <laughs> the cameras are right even behind you. And sure out
7: of touch with Kentucky
0: farmers and Kentucky
7: values. Their woke agenda is infecting every aspect of our culture and government. I'm running for AG commissioner to put an end to the madness, to stop Biden and save Kentucky.
0: I love it, Jonathan. Right. Shell, stop Biden. I see it on your signs. Stop Biden, <laughs> save Kentucky.
7: Listen, Scott, this is the first time in my life, and I've run. I've been in politics for about a decade now. I've ran for state representative in my home community. This is the first time in my life that I had people thanking me for putting signs in their yard. I'd go up and I'd knock on the door and they'd say, yeah, you know, politely, yeah, you can put it in. Then we'd see what the sign said with stop Biden, save Kentucky, and they would run out and start screaming, thank you, thank you. People
0: in in Kentucky want to stop Biden and save Kentucky. Well, you know, Kentucky agriculture is one of the principal areas I think Biden is most out of touch with Kentucky, whether it's on the water stuff or whether it's on regulations or taxation. But he really does constantly seem to be at war with Kentucky farmers, are you going to continue on this theme in the fall?
7: Yes, we are. We are going to pound it to them. I mean, this this is the thing, Scott, that I've noticed, is that Kentucky is more sensitive to it than anywhere else because what they did to coal for the last 30 years in this state. Yeah. Is this exact same thing that they're trying to do to agriculture right now? And I'm tired of it. Kentuckians are tired of it. We're going to stop Biden. We're going to save Kentucky. We're going to get elected, and we're going to push back against this radical agenda that they have going coming out of Washington D.C.
0: Unlike your opponent, you are a real farmer. How how is the farming coming along down in Garrett County? You know, it's pretty good. We uh, we talk run, about the pumpkins. We
7: have cattle. We also uh, do a flower greenhouses where we grow hanging baskets, bedding plants, and I got about 26 acres of pumpkins, but this year. You can follow my journey on Facebook. I'm growing a giant pumpkin. And yeah. It is 350 pounds right now. It's huge. 350-pound pumpkin. I'm hoping to get it to 500. We're hoping to take it to the state fair, but it's a lot of pumpkin pie, Scott. <laughs>
0: is, it, is it true that your children run around your house saying tough as shell now? Well, my wife doesn't like that, as <laughs> you can tell her, from my face. That was, that was she an She doesn't like yeah. it. It's a great slogan. Okay, if we're going to be
7: honest, Scott, don't it's your fire, fault. Don't
0: fire whoever thought of it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, it's your fault, Scott, if we're being honest. It's your fault, but yes. Course. All right, all right. Well, when it's over, it's over. We just got to get through the campaign. It'll be
7: fine. <laughs> I really appreciate. Hey, and thank you. I just want to say this. I listen to your all's podcast religiously. Fly over country. Thank you all so much for doing what you all do. Um, it is a voice that we need right. in the state of Kentucky, and I really appreciate it.
0: Take them off and hand them to the Jonathan next governor Schell of, Schell. Let's of Kentucky, go, Kentucky here, Governor of you. Kentucky, Engel, Cameron, Yeah. yeah. Hand him to Daniel. Wow. Holy cow. Thank you, guys. I've never
8: seen anything like that before. Well, it's hot under that pavilion, but we stood up to the test. (laughs) And McKenzie is
0: here. Talking here, McKenzie. What was it like to be a. I mean,
8: it was deafening out when you were up there, man. Holy cow. It was deafening, but we got our message out there, which is that we're going to retire Andy Bashir in November. We're going to make sure we have a governor that reflects the values of the men, women, and children of our 120 counties. Kentuckians don't want a governor who would rather stand with the sisters of perpetual indulgence than stand with the values of folks here in our 120 counties, and that's why Andy Beshear is going to lose in November.
0: Kevin, let's hear a little bit of Daniel Cameron from right. the
8: stage.
4: She wants you to believe he's never heard of Joe Biden, but when the cameras aren't rolling and he thinks you aren't watching... Year, rears his head. He vetoes tax cuts. He fights for the Biden agenda. He demands that boys play in girls' sports. He protects transgender surgeries for kids. I've been watching Frankfurt Andy up close for nearly four years, and I have just one question Governor, are you auditioning for a job with Bud Light's marketing team?
0: <laughs> that was bad. man, when you said that, the crowd went insane on both sides of it. Well, I, look. It's clear
8: as day that Andy Bashir just does not understand Kentucky values. There's a Frankfurt Andy, and then there's the TV Andy. And the TV Andy makes all sorts of promises and lies to you about crime, jobs, and what he's done here uh, in terms of the economy. But then there's the real Andy. He vetoes tax reform and tax cuts. Uh, He protects uh, those that are in. Dangerous situations, he protects them from getting help yeah. uh, when he really needs uh, to make sure that our kids are protected from these crazy trans- transgender surgeries. Yeah. Um, look, this is a governor that just does not understand Kentucky values.
0: One thing you did today, and mckenzie you're a teacher, and I thought of you when I heard Daniel say it, was talking about supporting our teachers, giving them the resources that they need. You've been in a classroom, mckenzie Daniel, you've made a big speech to the. Uh, education administrators last week. It, this has become an emerging theme of the campaign, and I think it's gonna resonate. And uh, and I, I, I think a lot, I'm, I've heard a lot of people say already how much they appreciate you're going right at this issue and not ceding any ground on education, because there's a lot of teachers out there that I think agree with you. Look,
8: um, McKenzie spent nearly seven years in the Oldham County school system, teaching fifth and third grade, and we're not gonna cede this issue. As I went in front of the administrators a couple of weeks ago, I apologize for any misgivings that they might have about Republicans or if they feel like uh, we've treated them unfairly. I want to reset the relationship with our hardworking teachers and our educators uh, because they deserve to know that the Republican Party has their back. Uh, I'm informed by these things because of my wife, because she has spent time in the school system. and. Uh, you know, certainly want to make sure that our schools get back to reading, writing, and math, and they're yep. not incubators for liberal and progressive ideas.
2: Because what we've got right now just isn't working. I mean, there's historic learning loss across the state led by a commissioner who, I think you just said, you know would rather look at woke ide- ideologies than what actually needs to happen in the classroom. And so much that I think uh, he uh, announced, made some big news himself not too long ago that he's leaving the state because uh, I think uh, – your message is finally sinking in.
8: Well, look, I've told people. You know, Jason Glass did just say he's going to resign, but that's one down and one to go. Yeah. I mean, look, Andy Bashir created the conditions to create a hostile work environment work environment for our hardworking teachers. I mean, he basically went in front of the General Assembly and said, if you are a hardworking teacher and you express any concerns about the far left or gender ideology curriculum making its way into our schools, then you need to find another job. But that's the wrong answer. Andy Bashir needs to find another job, and me and McKenzie are gonna help him do that in November.
0: You had some amazing zingers today, but I have to say I was inspired by your closing crescendo and your admonishment uh, uh, that we can do better in Kentucky and that uh, there's a brighter future ahead. I, I, uh, I'm really looking forward to your fall campaign because I can tell when you say the things that you're saying in your campaign, you mean it, and I can tell when Andy Bashir says it, He's just desperate to get through this campaign so he can go back to acting uh, as liberal as he really is. But the closing of your speech today was one of the best I've ever heard down here.
8: Well, look, um, at the end of the day, we want to make sure that Kentucky is the best and brightest version of itself, a commonwealth that can be a shining city on a hill, a model, an example for the rest of the nation to follow. And that was what I was trying to articulate in the the last part of that speech is that we can move past the politicians of the past and make sure that we have sound leadership in this state that won't appease the far left but that's what we've seen from Andy Bashir over these last three years again we have the ability to course correct to move in a different direction and that is what is at stake in November 7th and that is why we are confident that when Kentuckians hear our message we're gonna have a new governor here in the Commonwealth
0: let's talk about the campaign it's starting to feel real uh, your campaign has placed ad buys starting this week and uh, you're going up on the air. Any uh, preview of what we're going to see on TV from uh, the first offering from Cameron for governor?
8: Well, look, we're, we're going to obviously talk about the, the plight that Kentucky has seen because of this governor. I mean, fentanyl is ravaging our communities and crime is at a all-time high, but yet this governor sits by and does absolutely nothing. But at the same time, uh, we're going to share a different vision and a contrast uh, for Kentucky and what our Commonwealth can look like going, look like going forward and ultimately uh, encourage people to switch and make sure that we have a new governor come November.
0: You have been traveling the state extensively. You've been in a ton of counties. You're getting great crowds out there. What, what are you feeling from the crowds as you're out campaigning, around? not just today, but Matt, I, I see the pictures and looks like you're drawing big crowds. What, what kind of energy are you sensing out there? Do you feel a groundswell for a Republican governor? The
8: energy is palpable. I mean, everywhere I go, people want new leadership in the state. They want someone that reflects their values. So we feel like we have very strong momentum in this race. And there's roughly 14 weeks between now and November 7th.
2: Who's counting. And I tell people
8: <laughs> all the time uh, to leave it all on the field. I mean, at the end of the day, this is about our kids and our grandkids. And, in fact, it's why I'm so excited that McKenzie started a new coalition, Moms for Cameron. And to any of your listeners, um, if you want to join Moms for Cameron, go to momsforcameron.com because, again, this is about investing in future generations, making sure that we secure ideals, that have propelled this nation forward since its very inception,
0: those ideals being faith, family, and community. And McKenzie is firmly committed to that. And before you go, Daniel, give us the campaign website. If somebody wants to sign up, donate, get involved, where do they find Daniel Cameron? They can go to CameronForKentucky.com.
8: Again, that's CameronForKentucky.com. I hope you'll join us. We're going to win on November 7th.
0: The next governor of Kentucky, Daniel Cameron, and the next first lady, McKenzie, thank you all for stopping by. Thank you so much. Thanks, guys. Great job today. Amazing. All right, that was Daniel Cameron. Kevin, we got any more clips of Daniel? Oh, yeah. And oh, let's hear some more Daniel. Let's hear some more Daniel. This one's the zinger. Oh, yeah, let's hear the zinger.
2: And over backwards for Wall Street,
4: there are fewer people working today than when Andy Bashir took office, and that's a fact. But, folks, it doesn't have to be that way. We can recover for our children what Andy Bashir took from them. We can restore law and order. We can build a future that's based on true kentucky values instead of the Bashir biden radical ideology governor i know you guys are obsessed with pronouns these days but come november yours are going to be
0: has and been i tell you daniel man one one line after another just slayed the crowd and up there on the stage listening to all of it the republican candidate for state treasurer from garrett county the county attorney Longtime Republican big wheel. Mark <laughs> Metcalf is here. Mark, I, I assume this is your first speaking engagement at Fancy Farm? Uh, first Fancy Farm. You've been in Welcome. politics for a long time, and it's your first Fancy Farm. Just give us your gut reaction. How did it go?
9: We did well today. Yeah. Uh, Daniel, uh, Mike, Allison, Russell, Jonathan. They knocked it out of the park. They hit them where it hurt. Yeah. They, they and the, and the, message,
0: is, the message was so good. I thought I thought you all sounded like a team. Yeah, I mean, you all exactly sounded right. like a team that has a clear sort of vision of where you want to take this state, and uh, and it's and it's a it's a center right conservative vision that that's where most of Kentucky is. I assume that's what you're hearing on the campaign trail.
9: Exactly, and you know, other places where I've spoken, I said, "Do you want to buy into the the vision of, of Andy Bashir who claims now in some strange." Uh, what we would call tv ads that he wants to protect the unborn and wants to protect families and he vetoed everything that would
0: yeah it it, it really is uh, when daniel was talking about tv andy versus frankfurt andy i, I really i do think this is going to be a theme for the republicans because it's a little bit like joe biden in 2020 yeah. oh i'm a moderate oh i'm i'm not <laughs> one of these crazy liberals that uh that you, you can trust but that's exactly how he has governed and i do think andy Bashir thinks he's going to get away with it but when i hear all of you talk i realize you all are all carrying this message, and it's and it's going exceedingly well.
9: Well, we're on to him, and I, we think the public is on to him. When I talk to Republican audiences, my my response or their response to what we're saying is keep saying it. And what we tell them is keep telling your friends, your employees, your co-workers,
2: everybody. And when it comes to this team, it's not just on the campaign. I heard you speak at the Grays County breakfast this morning. You were talking about you're going to govern as a team too. Right. You said there's one issue, the ESG. And and you laid out how all of you are going to attack it. You know, you as the treasurer, the auditor, the attorney general, the future governor. Everybody's going to team up together.
9: Yeah, and an important thing to, keep, to remind remind our listeners to about ESG is when when the Democrats used to say, uh, you know, people shouldn't have to choose between paying a medical bill and paying their groceries. The Democrats have made people choose between buying a gas foot, you know, a tank full of gas and paying their rent. And that's all because they've lifted the cost of energy. We have abundant, cheap energy in Kentucky. It's called natural gas, coal, and petroleum. Sean Southern.
3: Mark, Sean Southern here. I think that you did an amazing job for being a first-time Fancy Farm speaker. I mean, it is a difficult environment, and you had the crowd roaring. They were with you, and I just think you knocked it out of the ballpark.
9: Thanks, Sean. We first of all we we, we prepared and we rehearsed. We, you know, this is like court for me. Uh, And it's like a closing argument. And we made our closing argument today with this great crowd we had here today. And remember, these people weren't bust in. These people came in all on their own. The Democrats bust in their people. Ours came here all on their own.
0: Mark, you've had uh, a really long and interesting career uh, in and around Republican politics. You've served Republican presidents. You've been county attorney. I mean, You really have had an an interesting career. And moving up to the state capitol in Frankfort, because I'm confident, you're gonna win. Uh, kind of talk about, you know, your your whole evolution, where you started, and you know, you and I worked together in the Bush administration years ago. Uh, you were where you were a, an immigration uh, court judge, but but coming up and and putting this uh, here uh, uh, on your career, it, it really has been an interesting journey for
9: you. It, it's a great journey, And Scott, and I appreciate you remembering those things. We, you know, we put President Bush in the White House because all of us you know, conducted ourselves with what you you saw today. We were a team. We stuck together through thick and thin at the Justice Department, and President Bush made it through two terms because people like you, people like Hans von Spakovsky Mm -hmm. and myself, we all stuck by the President.
0: Yeah. Yeah, it was a, it was a, it was an amazing time to be there because we were working for someone with enormous integrity. Indeed. And when I think of you, and I think of what you're going to bring to that office, that's that's kind of how that's how I think of you, Mark. You've always been someone of enormous integrity, and I just personally wanted to say your service to the party has been great. You put yourself forward for this office. You won a, a tough primary that was strange, but you're going to be a great treasurer.
9: Scott, really, got really appreciate those compliments, and I can tell you right now, well, we're going to govern like we've like we've campaigned. Mark Metcalf,
0: the next Kentucky State Treasurer. Thanks for stopping by the Flyover Pod. Behind you is the Secretary of State of the State. Mike! Hey. West Kentucky's favorite son. Good to be
10: back in my ancestral (laughs) homeland.
0: Well you uh you pulled no punches today my friend <laughs> you know uh,
10: i asked my wife and my staff is this too
2: harsh and they kind of scratched their heads and eventually said no nah, nah, i've been fine. getting texts like
0: nothing that you just killed it today oh uh,
2: thank yeah. you thanks
3: absolutely you yeah. knocked it out of the ballpark
0: thank you, you you uh you probably more than than any other constitutional officer have just had to navigate the strangest set of circumstances in running elections the national environment in which we exist I mean, this is an office that you know heretofore when we thought you know hard about it, it was mostly just because allison grimes was always on the brink of being thrown in jail and now <laughs> which you cleaned up by the way but you've had to navigate such a, a bizarre set of circumstances but i have to say i think i think you might be the best secretary of state in the country and you've been recognized as a leader is that going to be the theme of your reelection campaign that because of what you've done kentucky's kind of a leader in our elections
10: Yeah, I just got elected unanimously by my colleagues of both parties to a leadership position among my own colleagues. Uh, Democrats and Republicans both want fair elections. You know, there's some Democrats that don't necessarily agree with that, but most do in our state. And they agree with the things that we've done. They agree with Photo ID to vote. Most Democrats in polling agree with Photo ID to vote. They want voter rolls to be clean, too. They want common sense stuff like I'm for, my opponent voted against.
0: One of the things you mentioned from your speech was uh, how quickly Democratic voter registration is sinking in this state. Uh, it, it's, it really has changed dramatically over the last few years, but you were the secretary of state that got to announce Kentucky became, uh, we have more registered Republicans now than Democrats. I assume you think that trend's gonna continue to accelerate? I do, but I will tell you that we're seeing more and more independent voters proportionally. Mm-hmm. And I think
10: younger generations, I'm Gen X, but you know my kid's generation, They're not joiners. They're dubious of organizations. I don't know that they'll join the GOP right out of the gate. They may sign up as independents. But we also see independents becoming Republicans as well.
0: Yeah,
2: interesting. Kevin. Well, um, like like Scott said, this is your homeland. How many of these fancy farms have you come to?
10: I think I've lost count, but I believe it's my 24th. Wow. 24th. Yeah.
2: Incredible. I'm
0: pretty close to where uh, Leader McConnell is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he yeah. said
2: today he's, he's been to 28 Fancy Farm yeah. Picnics. That's and, not, incredible.
0: and he said it won't be his last either. And it yeah. won't yeah. be I his last. It. Yeah, I believe it. And
2: I hope it's not your last either, right?
0: <laughs> we'll see. It's not up <laughs> to me. We'll find out. Yeah. You know, <laughs> it, it, is, it, it is interesting to hear uh, your opponent and, like, Democrats sort of attack you. I mean, you, you have actually garnered national bipartisan attention for the way you've handled the office, for how you've navigated it, for cleaning up Kentucky's election. I just, I really don't see where they're going to be able to go beyond just blind, mindless partisanship. And I just don't think that's going to be a ticket for them this fall. You, you've really put together a really fascinating kind of governing coalition of people from both sides who've, who, who have said, yeah, Mike Adams might be the best Secretary of State we ever had. I'd really like to see
10: us overcome some of the polarization. In Jefferson County, Republicans used to carry Jefferson County. We, in 2015, we mm-hmm. did for... Uh, Agriculture Commissioner uh, for Treasurer, Allison Ball, Ryan Quarles. And then in 2019, it got very polarized. We all lost by about 100,000 votes. I think I could actually potentially flip Jefferson County, or at least do really well. Bobby Holstall, the Republican clerk, was the only Republican to win in Jefferson County last year. So I think people want a fair-minded election official. They're cool with it being a Republican as long as you're fair, and we've been fair.
0: Mike,
2: what is that? The, that was a big prediction here. That, Mike Adams is going to carry Jefferson
0: County. That, that would be a, <laughs> that, that would be an amazing. That, that yeah. would be a. But you know, when you consider everybody who has admitted, like, man, Mike's done the job, and there's a bunch, and you're, you probably have gotten more media attention from the Louisville media market over this, so. I think you I think might be onto something there, my friend. Well,
10: I'll tell you, I got asked for all my emails and texts the other day by the State Democratic Party and Open Records Request, and I gave them stacks and stacks of documents. Democrats and legislature praising my performance. <laughs> <But> the governor <laughs> praising my performance. I get it
0: from Republicans, too. That'll be a fun Oppo research meeting over there going. <laughs> Man. Everybody that's a Democrat thinks Mike Adams is awesome. <laughs> Amazing. Mike, thank you for coming by yeah, thanks, the podcast. Guys. I know this is a special event for you because this is where your family and, and yeah. you are from and you did a terrific job today thanks so much yeah, all right good thanks good luck in the rest go. campaign. thank you thanks for uh listen whoa thanks for listening to the uh flyover country uh- oh you got a fan behind you uh thanks for listening to the flyover country podcast scott jennings is here kevin grout is here russell Oh, Russell's He's politicking. A Good He's for polit- him. He's taking a picture. Sean Southerd is here.
3: I'm here. My voice is almost gone, though. Can you tell? It's, it sound like, <laughs> so every, I sound like I've been smoking. Every, <laughs> sounds like a late Saturday night kind every, of radio host right Everybody
0: right there. that stopped by, like all the candidates, like the, the hoarseness is setting in uh, from this day. Uh, man, it's amazing. The crowd's still milling around. But here comes the next Attorney General of the Commonwealth of Kentucky from Oldham County. Russell Coleman is here. Russell. Your first Fancy Farm is in the books. You did a terrific job today prosecuting the case. Give us
6: your like gut reaction. What was it like to step up to that podium? I'm balancing. This is my first day and first time on the podcast. You know, there's <laughs> it there's is. Some, a lot of firsts. There is some tension between the honor of being on this podcast and surviving up there in Fancy <laughs> Farm. So I'm just grateful to be here. You want me to have
0: Kevin and we Sean are, are much you less like? intimidating. I think,
6: I think. Uh, we actually is, have a clip of Russell up there.
0: Yeah, let's listen to Russell Coleman today on his speech
6: from UK law school I spent many hours a lot of hours before the t- tornado took it in what was the Graves County Courthouse studying for the Kentucky bar exam well well hold on a minute representative Stevenson let me tell you the Kentucky bar exam is a test you take to practice law here in Kentucky
0: oh man you just uh, <laughs> you, you, you absolutely delivered it man that was fantastic I, 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 you know, She she was clearly defensive about it oh, yeah. during her she speech. But the, but the reality is the Democrats put someone up against you who cannot practice law in the state and has never practiced law in the state of Kentucky. But your resume is much different. You've been a law enforcement officer. You've been a prosecutor. Uh, you've been a private practice attorney. Uh, I've had a lot of people tell me, I think Russell Coleman might be the most qualified AG we've ever put forward. But I really think your uh, abilities and skills versus her uh, came out from the stage today. Give us a give us a lay of the land for your campaign. Give us the argument, Coleman
6: versus yeah. Stevenson. Well, I'm honored by that. Look, I, uh, we'll let Representative Stevenson make her argument for herself. I, I've spent my career in law enforcement. As you know, Scott, I wanted to be an FBI agent since I was a kid in then Davis County. I came across these books, these black and white books in our elementary school and admittedly they were pure J. Edgar Hoover propaganda, but it had <laughs> G-Man and tommy guns and fedoras and in second grade i said i wanted to do that when i grew up amazing and as i grew older it was less about the imagery in the books and more about what law enforcement does and it's frankly a lot a lot of what we do as parents it's protecting it's just opening that aperture up i was fortunate to be an fbi special agent uh, both overseas for a little while in iraq and here domestically i'd left the fbi because of an injury and uh, had the opportunity to, to serve at Senator McCollum's legal counsel, working yep. on law enforcement issues, on drug policy issues, focusing on the what was then the opioid and has expanded into the broader drug epidemic here in Kentucky with methamphetamine. All of which, let's just make the point here and, and, and put a pin in this, every bit of which comes from over a porous southwest border with Mexico. We don't manufacture yep. this poison here anymore.
2: And this is this, coming to this picnic today is like coming home for you. Well, it, it, but going it, it is anywhere in this state, I feel like people are stopping you left and right, wanting to talk to you. You've got these deep relationships across the state with, you know, people in official positions, also just people on the street. It seems like everybody knows you, everybody wants you, and everybody's behind you. I mean, this 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 race is is definitely going your way.
6: Well, you're kind to say that. Look, I, I had the privilege of serving 53 counties as the United States Attorney, President Trump's U.S. Attorney here. And to open that, my own aperture to uh, the east and the north, to spend time in areas that I, I didn't serve as U.S. attorney. And we live in an awesome state. In this event, let's go back to your uh, original question. Yep. Uh, th- this event is unique in American politics. I've heard that said on this podcast. And a wise man once told me, Scott, that there are two fancy farms. There is what you watch at home on KET. Yep. And there is standing there on that stage. And I, th- th- I, you, you, are, you were speaking and did speak truth because what folks listen to the pod, who may go back and listen, what may watch this on KET, maybe maybe perhaps watch it live. It is a different world to yeah. stand there because we, we do speak primarily as potential elected officials or elected officials to groups of those that are our, that are our donors, our fans, those that come to Lincoln Day dinners. And we're talking thousands of people screaming at you that I could say that, that Christ is Lord, which I believe very formally, and uh, I'd get screamed at. <laughs> it was extraordinary, and to get to, to be a part of this historical Scott you were you the MC. Yeah. The, this the be part of this, be part of history. I'm just I was honored, truly honored to be up there. and also truly honored to be up there with the, the woman and men on my left and my right. I sat behind Mitch McConnell. I sat behind the majority leader of the Senate, Yeah. someone who I first came across watching hound dog ads in 84 <laughs> as an eight year old. Uh, Daniel Cameron is a once in a generation leader. That's not a throwaway line. He's going to take us. We have never had a Republican, a conservative attorney general and a governor at the same time. Yeah. The deficits we can tackle in this state, those, the, 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 whether it's violence we're seeing, across our commonwealth or that drug crisis if we're rowing together with the third floor of the capitol and for those who don't know our third floor that's our general assembly and we're gonna make some dramatic improvements in this commonwealth
0: it really is interesting over the last several years sean you know we've had a republican general assembly when Andy Bashir was attorney general he spent all of his time trying to uh, thwart the will of the people as spoken by their elected representatives now he's the governor and constantly trying to thwart the will of the general assembly uh, it, 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 it has brought, I think, a level of unnecessary discord to a state that really would benefit from more cohesion, coordination, and uh, complementary uh, work ethic uh, than, than we've gotten from him or his father. It, 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 they don't really care about interrupting, I think, teamwork. And I think what I see with the Republicans on the stage is you are going to work as a team. He doesn't meet with the General Assembly. He doesn't work with the cabinet right now, the the constitutional officers. You all are all going to work together. Sean, I I just, to me, the possibilities are uh, exponential uh, if you would put a team in place as opposed to somebody who's constantly trying to thwart the idea of a team.
3: Right. And that's the thing is, I think you used the word interrupting. I mean, he is constantly undermining the laws that the General Assembly has passed and russell coleman daniel cameron have seen the role of the attorney general to defend the laws that the legislature passed that's what the that's what the, the state's top lawyer is supposed to do and so uh, i think that t- today we saw a vision up there from russell that's going to back the blue support the men and women of law enforcement but also stand solidly with a governor daniel cameron and a republican general assembly and this other person uh... who is a hoosier lawyer uh, <laughs> will not will not do that will not do that and so russell Best of luck.
2: This is going to be a historic well, campaign grateful, in so. a lot of ways.
0: I, and to, I can't wait to see I it. I have to tell you, your your son, so oh, no. we were back here in the bus. I like to watch these things on TV because I want to see how the people at home are getting it. So he comes on the bus, and and he was so excited to videotape your speech, but he was uh, he was having a little trouble with his eye. He, like His eye was bothering him, so... We fixed him up, we got him an ice pack, we got Thank him some you. Benadryl. Thank you. And then and then we sent him on. And then so we had a little delay on our TV though. So he came and he videotaped you and then he came back to the bus and as you were wrapping up the camera kind of panned and he was on TV and he was like, Oh man, I'm gonna be able to flex on all my friends. <laughs> it was but 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 honestly for you and I saw your wife today and she was thrilled and for your for your family i know that how proud they are of you for Thank stepping you. forward running for office sacrifice it is a sacrifice i know you're sacrificing but you're the
6: best qualified person you're going to be a great attorney general and we're so grateful you're in the race well i'm grateful and i look i, I appreciate what you all do on this podcast it has fueled a lot of hours <laughs> driving back from Lincoln day dinners <laughs> late at night i've told our friends up at ruthless in dc similarly but you all are, are must listen to uh, podcast entertainment on the Lincoln Day Dinner Circuit in Kentucky. <laughs> Boy, appreciate good. y'all very much. Thanks, we, Russell. We appreciate hearing that. That's Russell Coleman of Oldham
0: County, Kentucky, Republican candidate, and dare I say, near shoe-in for the next Attorney General of the Commonwealth. He got a little nervous when you said that. <laughs> <laughs> well, you know, I never think, I never say anything is a sure bet, Russell, but I gotta tell you, man, you look pretty good to me right oh, now. Oh, yeah. <laughs> the contrast up there couldn't be starker. <laughs> Absolutely. Appreciate thanks, Russell. Thanks, thanks, Russell. Thanks. Russell. I'm Scott Jennings. Kevin Grout is here. Sean Southard is here. Anybody else stopping by? We got any more clips, Kev? We got some more clips. I mean, Mitch McConnell was here. Let, let's end the podcast on Mitch McConnell because the Republican leader, obviously we all saw it, uh, and then I think a lot of national press came down here to see if Mitch McConnell is still throwing fastballs. I think it's fair to say that he was, Kevin. Oh, yeah.
9: Friends, I know a little something about... I know a little something about beating Bashir. (laughs) Let me tell you, let me tell you, Andy makes his dad look like a Republican. (laughs) That's great. Steve Bashir, his dad, thought woke was what he did from his nightmare Senate race in 1996. (laughs)
5: I got to
0: tell you man McConnell he, he, that that 96 Senate remember Bill Clinton won Kentucky yeah oh and yeah. McConnell turns around and beats Steve Bashir by ten points it was kind of epic and it really kind of sent Bashir into exile for yeah. for a very long time but they came back and we've now had a Bashir as governor for uh, 12 of the last 16 years and I got the feeling this crowd today Sean is is thinking maybe maybe it's time for a change there, well, it there was a lot
3: of enthusiasm on the Republican side and I mean I was at this uh, breakfast this morning when leader McConnell walked in and the room erupted. People leapt up onto their feet to, to welcome him back to West Kentucky, and I think it was, it, was a, it was a typical Mitch McConnell fancy farm speech. And bringing in the history of, of the 1980s, I mean it just it just it's totally him.
2: He comes here and he delivers like we said this is his 28th Fancy Farm picnic. I don't think there's ever been anybody who is as comfortable on that stage and,
3: as he is. And no, and he said this is my 28th and it won't be my and last. It won't be
0: my last. Yeah, he was uh he was on top of uh on top of it today. Well, uh let's wrap it up. Kevin, final thoughts on Fancy Farm 143. Just give, it, give us a Give us a wrap-up. What was Kevin Grout's main takeaway?
2: After a lot of years of people asking, is Fancy Farm going to still be a tradition? You know, they shut it down for 20 in 2020. Democrats boycotted in 2021. A lot of people weren't here last year. I think it's fair to say Fancy Farm is back. It is still the center of Kentucky's political universe as we head into the fall campaign. It was electric today, and Republicans are coming out of it looking really, really good.
0: Sean Sutherland, wrap-up thoughts.
3: This tradition is here. It's been here and it will stay here as the central kickoff of the fall election season. And it is a great opportunity for Kentuckians to come see their elected leaders, meet them, my mom and dad came down today for their first ever too, Fancy man. Farm. We, we
0: met your mom and dad. Mine yeah, too. they yeah. came by. That was amazing. Yeah, your dad, your dad looked pretty good for a dude who fell off the roof.
3: <laughs> yeah, he's <laughs> he's looking good these days. So so I, I think it's something that everyone, every Kentuckian, should do at some point in their life. I'm so grateful that they did it, and I would encourage all of our listeners at some point to make the trek down here to Graves County.
0: Final thoughts for me, uh, I have to say, um, I I I knew Daniel was going to bring it, but I was and I had high expectations because he is a. Uh, supernatural sort of orator, but man, did he come down here throwing 130 miles an hour today. Uh, absolute uh, rock star speech. I was really impressed with the entire Republican ticket. Uh, seeing Senator McConnell here uh, uh, made me very happy uh, to see him out here. And you know, Western Kentucky is such a base for him and has been in, in all of his campaigns. And when I think about what he has seen over the years, just you know, the growth of the Republican Party and the conservative movement, a lot of that growth in Kentucky has been fueled right here uh, in western Kentucky. And I was also a very proud of the church leadership today, and I just wanted to give a special shout-out to our friend of the pod, Stephen Elder. He said it was one of the biggest crowds he'd ever seen. I assume this was an amazing uh, a result for the church today, and I'm so grateful for all the volunteers that put this thing on. I mean, this is like a major deal for politicos like us. But without Steven and without his team and without the guys that make the barbecue, without the people that run the, the church picnic part of it, this doesn't, this doesn't exist. And so we're very grateful for that. So for all of us here at Flower a Country, emergency pod concluded. We'll be back with regular programming next week. Fancy Farm 143 is in the books. Thanks for listening. Flyover Country with Scott Jennings is a production of Bluegrass Media Lab coming to you from the heart of Middle America, Louisville, Kentucky. If you like what you heard, subscribe to Flyover Country on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or wherever you find your favorite podcast.